In Southeast Ag, Nets Ag and Review for the week ending June the 19th, the U.S. House this week once again passed legislation granting the president authority to enter and finalize free trade agreements by a vote of 218 to 208. It was the second time in a week that the House passed trade promotion authority. The lower chamber the week before voted 219 to 211 to approve TPA as part of a package of trade measures, but it defeated a trade adjustment assistance bill, thus preventing TPA from moving forward. This time, both TPA and TAA were considered as standalone bills. Now, while the Senate did pass a TPA and TAA package back on May 23rd, it too must now take up separate bills. Well, this week has been Pollinator Week, and we're hearing more and more about pollinators and the role they play. And some farmers are making sure honeybees are a part of their operation as they are interested in the impact they have on crops. And while honeybees have not traditionally been used to pollinate soybeans, one Alabama farmer is doing just that. Soy checkoff farmer leader Annie D. from Aliceville, Alabama, has a keen interest in honeybees and honeybee research. Sometimes we know things and we get away from them. We think we can do things on our own without the old-fashioned pollinators, but when we really think about it and understand it, we go back to trying to get some help from Mother Nature. She's seen such a benefit from having bees near her field that she partners with local beekeepers to maintain hives on her farm. I've seen the benefits from beehives around my soybean fields. They've helped improve my yield. I've got five different groups of honeybee hives around my soybean field, and we've had them, I guess we've been working with a beekeeper for maybe six or seven years, and it seems to maximize our soybean yield potential, because I want to do everything I can to help that soybean plant have everything it needs that I can give it, and that's one of those things that I can give it, help it pollinate a little bit. And Dee says research efforts are underway to study this even more. The United Soybean Board is working with Iowa State University to study some of the effects of honeybees with soybeans. And um, they have a team in place at this time that studied the impact of the placement of honeybees near the soybean fields and how it affects the yield. So they're going to come up with some facts. I'm going to tell you it's good, and I think it's helping, but they're going to come up with some real facts. And then they're also going to look at the impact of different types of landscapes around where the honeybee hives are and study that a little bit. So we're really working hard to try to see the real effects and the real helpful benefits that we get from honeybees. To learn more about these efforts, just go to unitedsoybean.org. In other news, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced this week that eligible producers may now formally enroll in the Agricultural Risk Coverage, ARC, and Price Loss Coverage, PLC, programs for both 2014 and 2015. Tyron Spearman has the details. Well, it's time to make the final enrollment. USDA has announced that the eligible producers that farm may now formally enroll in the ARC, the Agricultural Risk Coverage, or the PLC the PLC programs, that is for 2014 and 2015 crops. The enrollment period began June the 17th, and it will end on September the 30th. Tom Vilsack, the Secretary of Agriculture, said they have done extensive outreach campaigns in USDA, along with extending deadlines and also trying to achieve the expected high level of participation in the program. He said they've sent out educational notices 4,880 educational events have been held, and they've had over 447,000 attendees. The new program will trigger financial protections for farmers who market forces have caused a substantial drop in the crop prices or revenues. 
He said more than 1.76 million farmers have elected ARC or PLC, but they have not been formally enrolled until now. Nationwide, 99% of the peanut farms have signed up, and it'll, ARC and PLC will include barley, canola, corn, grain, sorghum, lentils, mustard seed, oats, dry peas, long-grain rice, and, of course, sesame, soybeans, sunflowers, and wheat. Cotton is not included as a covered commodity. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Everett Greiner talked about colony collapse disorder and how it's affecting our bee populations. The problem with honeybees has not been solved, but researchers have not slowed their efforts. One thing that bothers me is the general public is not the least bit concerned. If these researchers don't find a solution to colony collapse disorder, everyone who eats is going to be sorry. You don't eat honey, so why should you care? Because one of every three bites of food you put in your mouth is produced by pollination. And even the feed that produces the meat weed has to be pollinated. Okay, honeybees are not the only pollinators, no. But bumblebees, butterflies, hummingbirds, many other pollinators are also in danger. If it isn't pollinated, farmers can't grow it. Well, not sufficiently to feed us anyway. So the varroa mite, killer bees, insecticides, pesticides, whatever's causing it, it is your problem. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, being this week has been all about pollinators, Kathy Isom fills us in on the place to be to celebrate National Pollinator Week. USDA's headquarters in Washington, D.C. will be buzzing with activity at the 6th Annual Pollinator Festival. That's where more than a dozen USDA agencies, other federal departments, and partners will celebrate the significance of pollinators, such as honeybees, birds, bats, butterflies, and other animals that perform vital but often unnoticed services. USDA Acting Chief economist Rob Johansson. Pollinators are responsible for nearly one in every three bites of food you eat. They pollinate crops like apples, blueberries, strawberries, peaches, potatoes, vanilla, almonds, coffee, even chocolate. The event was created to educate and engage everyone in learning all about pollinators and their vital roles in nutrition and also educating the public about awareness and restoring pollinator populations to healthy levels. Other festival highlights include live honeybees in a glass-enclosed observation hive, seeing live bats, and getting tips for creating a pollinator-friendly backyard, and much more. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. You can hear those reports and more from this past week at our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.